Golf and rock and roll. Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We were born to drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on 740 The Game. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G, along with the best caddy on the planet and the recent winner of the Ledges Division. The North Florida PGA Championship, Rich B. Thank you very much, Holly. The one, the only. What an introduction. Very nice introduction. Very nice. Very How about nice. the uh, Red Sox? Because uh, I know England. you're going to Red Sox Nation. Yeah. yeah, go Red Sox. I'm on board, too. My sister lives in Boston. And whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you're you on the board? Oh, I, yeah, with the Red Sox, of course. She's on the bandwagon. But not so much with the Patriots. God. Brady. <laughs> Boo, Brady. And boo, my Bills. Losing it in overtime. Who's throwing the, the ball for them now? Bengals. I don't know. They had two different guys in, neither <laughs> of who I knew. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm texting my friends at the game going, where's EJ? <laughs> but is it, you don't have him for a fantasy pick? He's not your starting quarterback? No. Oh, yeah. What channel are we listening to here? Anyway, oh, yeah, yeah I know. Golf. Let's get to golf. Hey, it's fall season and a lot of golf going on. It is. And um, the fries.com, of course, the beginning of the new wraparound season, as we call it. Um, Jimmy Walker winning in his eighth year and 188th tournament, Rich B. I like those numbers. Eighth year and 188th tournament. That could be considered a veteran. Certainly could. And uh, Jimmy tied for the lead with four holes to play on Sunday. Rolls in a six-foot birdie putt on the 15th hole to take the lead for good. Closed with three pars, a five under 66. And uh, the 34-year-old from Texas took home a trophy and a lot of perks. He's going to be going to the Masters, Rich B. And he's got 500 FedEx Cup points. So, you know, this is why uh, I think it's exciting. Some of these guys, you know, get a chance to play in the fall now. Hey, there were tournaments in the fall. Remember the Disney Classic here, folks? And, of course, the Shriners Tournament that's this week. There have been fall tournaments, but now they count. And it's a good thing. And in Pensacola, they're doing the uh, for, uh, the web.com, web.com tour. Yep. Uh, starting up for their Q School. And uh, there is some uh, meaningful golf. And, you know, this and guy... around the corner in about two weeks will be the Schwab Cup for the Champions Tour. And still uh, two or three tournaments left leading up to that. So, yes, there's still plenty of golf. The women are playing over in China. Lexi Thompson just won over there. And a big event happening here in Orlando on Monday, speaking of Tour Golf, Rich B. As we've been talking about for the last couple of months, the Space Coast Tour has been revived due to the hard efforts, hard work and efforts of a couple of new uh, partners and owners of the Space Coast Pro Tour after uh, J.C. Goosey used to run it back in the 70s and the 80s. 
And they're going to kick off on Monday at Reunion Resort. And we're going to bring in for a few minutes the Director of Business Affairs, Jeff Bernstein. Hey, Jeff. Hi, Holly. Thanks for having me. I know you are so excited to uh, get this off the ground. And it's going to be out at Reunion Resort and lots of exciting things happening. Uh, tell our listeners and, of course, any tour players out there who might be eligible. Well, we have uh, our inaugural tournament this Monday and Tuesday at the Reunion Resort. We have uh, four divisions, the Men's Open Division, in which we're guaranteeing $5,000 to the first-place winner, regardless of the number of players in the Open Division field. Rich B's texting you right now. Take his, take his uh, registration. He's texting you right now. All right. Well, that's great. And then we have a 47-plus division for the guys that are sharpening their game for the senior tour. We have a 60-plus legends division for all those guys that still want to involve themselves in competition. And we're very proud to to tell you that we have a women's division. And any woman, regardless of age, as long as she does not have full exempt playing status on the LPGA, uh, is welcome to play. And we're very, very excited about it. Four days from today, this coming Monday. And um, I take it their slots open. And, of course, uh, a great, great uh, uh, ceremony you've got planned for the opening thing, for the opening ceremony on Monday. Tell us more. Yeah, well, our charity is the Foles of Honor Foundation. And uh, for those that are not familiar, the Foles provides financial assistance to the surviving uh, spouses and children. For those soldiers who have died or given their life or limp in war to protect uh, the freedom of our country. And so we're going to have about a 15-minute uh, ceremony uh, honoring uh, the foes of honor and the courageous and gutsy Americans who fight for us. And uh, we're very, very excited about that. That's going to occur about 7.15, 7.30 Monday morning. And then the tea time, uh, the tournament will begin around 8 o'clock. And as I mentioned, we're guaranteeing $5,000 to the first-place winner of the men's open division, regardless of how many guys show up. Awesome. And, of course, uh, this was a, a very big tour back in the 70s and the 80s. A lot of PGA Tour alum, Kenny Perry, Mark O'Meara, Paul Azinger, Mark Kelkovecchia, a lot of players that got the got their stripe, so to speak, playing on the Space Coast Tour. So it's awesome that it's back in town. And all of the events, not just back in Florida, but back in Orlando, you're going to have all the events right here in Orlando, correct? That's correct. We're going to have uh, 38 two-day tournaments on top-notch courses in the Orlando region. The tournaments are two days, no cut, Monday, Tuesdays, and Thursdays and Fridays. And, Holly, I also want to let your audience know there is no membership fee whatsoever. The entry fee is $420, and that's it. Each tournament, $420, and each tournament in the men's open division will be paying out $5,000 to the first-place winner. How can you go wrong? Those odds sound pretty good to me for anybody out there listening. Rich B., Mr. Legends of the North Florida PGA section. Sign up, buddy. You're cordially invited. You know, now you're playing as a professional, and I'm sure there's going to be a few last-minute people signing up, which means that there should be some pretty decent players in the field. Well, we're looking forward to a really competitive play. The Reunion Resort Superintendent of Greens has promised us uh, a beautiful course. 
with uh, the speed of the green somewhere around 12. So it, it should be very, very competitive. And uh, as I mentioned, uh, it's going to start this Monday. The website to go register and pay is SpaceCoastProTour.com. Go to the registration page, and uh, we can uh, hope to see you on uh, Monday. And um, they can check out the rest of the schedule as well, correct, Jeff? Absolutely. The schedule is there on the uh, home page. And also, by the way, Holly, uh, we have an enormous number of sponsors who uh, are going to be providing products and services at a discounted rate to all of the players who play, notwithstanding the division. So the players will be able to take advantage of significant discounts from all of our sponsors, and they can see those sponsors on our website, spacecoastprotour.com. No memberships fees, 420 bucks, and open to women. you got to love that. You guys are doing a great job. Jeff Bernstein, Director of Business Affairs for the Space Coast Pro Tour. The Golf Insiders will be out there. We'll be watching the play, and we'll be reporting the results next Wednesday. So, uh, Jeff, we appreciate being part of it, and good luck Monday. Thank you, Holly. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, 740 The Game. Stay with us. We have Bob Herrig from ESPN.com coming up next. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he shanked that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Ask and forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. blues. We're back. The Gulf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly G, along with Mr. 68 today. Out at Eagle Creek, Rich B. There's an over-under on how many times I will mention this throughout the show today. My 68. You're 68. My seven birdies. Seven birdies. How's that? Yeah, I know. You, you know. Happy now I think you should, you know, maybe we need to have another. Yeah, you ran away from me because I had so many wins earlier in the year. <laughs> You're not ready, Holly. But You're now, not ready. Now I got this stupid spur on my heel or whatever the heck is going on that I've been treated with my holistically incredible yes chiropractors and <laughs> active life chiropractor shout out to Dr. Alejandro and Dr. Bethany at activelifechiro.com anyway um so Rich B I'm going to be back on the course in a couple of weeks and then watch out Hey, it's that time of the year. All the people time come out. Time for us to have our people come out of the woodwork mano this time of year. Mano a mano. <laughs> people coming out of the woodwork to play. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, Jimmy Walker won at thefries.com in his eighth year, 188th tournament, and uh, congratulations to Jimmy Walker. This is uh, this is what the, the wraparound season's all about. We get to see some new faces, see some breakthroughs. And uh, we're going to go to Bob Herrick from ESPN.com to give us a little more uh, breakdown. Hey, Bob. How's it going? Doing well. You enjoying a couple of weeks at home, I guess? Yeah, it's been great. Um, a few more would be nice as well. <laughs> <laughs> are, um, you, uh, are you? Are yeah. you? Are you headed uh, uh, overseas when they play the WGC over there? Or? No, actually, I'm not. Uh, I'm actually not doing any of the fall uh, events. Uh, I'm not heading back out until Tigers events uh, in December. 
And uh, so, uh, you know, it's it's sort of like we talked about a little bit last week. It's, it's just a bit of a tough sell this time of year. I mean, um, uh, you know, there's so much going on in the sports world, uh, baseball playoffs and the NFL in full gear and college football. And, uh, you know, it's it's golf. Golf sort of takes a back seat. And, um, and so, I, you know, I, I think we sort of look at it like we, we want to gear up when it's when it's much more important. But obviously to the guys winning these events and, and playing in them, it's still pretty important to them. And, uh, and as we discussed, it, it counts just the same now, which I think is, is probably uh, a good thing for golf that these tournaments have some more meaning. Well, I'll tell you a guy who's pretty happy, uh, happy today. Adam Scott winning the Grand Slam, the PGA Grand Slam over in Bermuda, uh, almost holds out for a double eagle on the 17th hole at Port Royal in Bermuda and wins by uh, two shots over Justin Rose. And he cashed another nice paycheck, Bob, and gets himself a pink jacket to go with the green one. How about that? Yep. It's, uh, you know, and there you go. There's a, what, a Tuesday-Wednesday event for the major winners. Uh, I know Phil wasn't there, but uh, the other three major winners were, uh, along with Padraig Harrington. And, uh, you know, the idea of that tournament is really, really cool. It just sort of, it's kind of gotten lost in the fact that there's just no break from golf. Yeah. yeah. It's incredible to think that, uh, you know, that, that you might put the major winners together in a tournament. It's almost a bit of an afterthought, but um, good for Adam Scott. You know, I know it was a good duel between him and Justin Rose, who, who actually had the lead with three or four holes to go. And, uh, and, and Adam Scott overtook him. So, uh, uh, you know, those those two guys uh, obviously were a huge part in, in the major stories this year. And and uh, so I, I, I like the idea of that event. I, I only wish now it might get, uh, uh, you know, it might get a little bit more prominent somehow. I'm not sure exactly how they would do that, but here it is. It's, it's being actually played during the week of, of an official PGA Tour event. It's, uh, that's, that's what we've, but that's, that's the crowded golf calendar. Yeah, that's for sure. You know, Bob, I'm wondering how you didn't talk your way into going over to Bermuda, which is probably a pretty nice little scene over there. And uh, it, it, it is... Uh, and having it, a few rum runners. It's a made-for-TV <laughs> thing, isn't it? I mean, they're going to show this on regular TV down the road eventually? Is that what's the deal? Actually, I think it's on... I think it might be on tonight. Yeah, uh, TNT, I you're believe. You're right. It is, it is a made-for-TV uh, event, and that's fine. And, and you know, that's... Um, you know, that's, that's part of what, the, you know, the PGA of America and showcasing this. And I'm sure there's some other business accomplished while they're in Bermuda. Uh, but, you know, it's just, it's, you know, last night, tonight, there's the baseball playoffs going on. Uh, you know, it's just, it's really, really, you know, it's, you, you, you can't even find an, an open night on the sports calendar uh, at this time of year. So, and as far as selling going over there, um, you know, I think I might have brought that up once. Pretty much got laughed out of the room. <laughs> so uh, that, that that didn't. I, I kind of knew not to not to try to pitch that. But uh, yeah, you're right. And you know, for years it was played in Hawaii. Right. Uh, you know, they 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 played they played this event in Hawaii, uh, and and you know, Tiger and Phil have, have both played in it over the years. It's uh, you know, I, I I'm I'm not knocking. Anything. I think there's something to be said for a. Uh, just a foursome of, of the major winners competing together. I think it's a really, really neat idea 
you know, way way back in the day, uh, you know, the the forerunner to the, the there was a tournament, the World Series of Golf. It was played in Akron, that's where the now the WGC event is. But if I'm not mistaken, before that became a regular tournament, it was basically the major winners. Uh, they had a tournament for the major winners, and uh, that that's sort of how this thing evolved. And uh, uh, you know, I, I hope they find a way to, to figure out how to keep it, but to showcase it a little bit better. I, I agree. Um, so back to the uh, fries.com, uh, Vijay Singh playing in the event. Now here's where, uh, you know, hey, somebody like Vijay, smart, going to grab some FedEx points early on here, played real well. And a guy named Brooks Kopka, tell us about him. Yeah, Brooks, uh, you know, he, he had the 54-hole lead and, and actually had a four-shot lead early in the final round. And, and uh, as, as, you, as you might expect, uh, was not that easy of a, of a thing to, to keep that going. It was his first PGA Tour event, regular PGA Tour event. He had played in a few uh, majors uh, before this. Uh, he's actually on the European tour. He, he qualified for the European tour last year uh, because he uh, he won three times on the Challenge Tour. Yeah, they, they, it's their Web.com equivalent. He actually won four times, uh, but but the third victory got him a uh, um, a promotion, and he's fully exempt this year on the European tour. And if I'm not mistaken, he was headed over to the BMW. Masters next week, which is in Shanghai, European Tour event. He's very high up on their money. or fairly high up on their money list. Uh, I believe uh, you know qualified for the Race to Dubai event, and uh, you know he got a sponsor's exemption to the Fries, and he took it. And look at what he did. He tied for third. He didn't win, obviously. But he tied for third, which gets him in this week in Vegas, which he smartly took him up on uh, because he doesn't have to then use a sponsor exemption. And he's got a chance to earn uh, what they call special temporary status, uh, which means if you win now, it's five FedEx Cup points. If you if you win more FedEx Cup points than the guy who had who was 150th last year, you can accept unlimited exemptions, and then those unlimited exemptions can allow you to play enough to earn your card. And so now he's kind of got the best of both worlds going. Uh, he's going to have to pick and choose his schedule. I'm sure he doesn't want to abandon the European tour because he's fully exempt, but he's also got a great opportunity now to get his PGA Tour card. And, uh, and uh, he looks like a heck of a player. He played, you know, he played Florida State, and a uh, young guy, he's only 23, uh, right out of the gate there, uh, put, put up a good performance, which is exactly what, you know, these events are great for that type of player. Sounds like the Jordan Spieth method. Uh, Jordan, uh, rookie, kind of, I don't know, is he a rookie officially, or, you know, was that? The, but he did get the invite. Yeah. And uh, he did, uh, you know, get all the way to the uh, tour championship. So he did a pretty good job. You, you're, it's exactly what, what Jordan Spieth did. No status. Uh, got a couple of invites. Made the most of them. Um, you know, top ten a couple times, which got him into another tournament or two. And then, um, you know, actually, I believe it was here at, at Innisbrook where he – he won enough money to give him the special temporary status, which meant he could take unlimited exemptions. He didn't; he wasn't limited to the seven, uh, and that meant, you know, okay, go ahead and win enough money now or FedEx Cup points to be fully exempt. In other words, finish in the top 125. I like he that. He did that. He was 
he was clearly going to do that. And then, of course, he won a tournament, which makes you a member immediately. Um, so good for him, you know. And that's, there's been a lot of consternation over guys not getting enough chances now with the new Q school format. Well, this is proof that, you know, it, it is, there is avenues. You can do it. It's not easy. But, um, you know, a guy like Brooks Kepka just showed, hey, no status whatsoever, got in a tournament, made the most of it. You know, speaking of making the most of it, that special temporary status, that's kind of like my relationship with Holly. It's <laughs> special, and it's temporary. <laughs> Sorry, had to throw that one in there. <laughs> oh, okay, yes, under contract negotiation. Are you sure she'd even say it was special? Thank you, Bob. So we've got the Shriners coming up, and, uh, you know, some key players playing in, in uh, the tournament out in Vegas at the TPC. Summerlin, a great, great track out there. Uh, Zach Johnson, Hideki Matsuyama is playing. Uh, we've got uh, Brendan DeJong as well as Graham DeLette. So, um, you know, Nick Watney, there's some there's some good players in this field. Absolutely. I, you know, I, 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 think you, I think that's going to be the case is you're going to the, – the, the, you know, the, the Fries tournament was just too soon after the other stuff, you know, and uh, you, had the, you had the President's Cup the week before. It's pretty hard ask to get those guys to then tee it up the very next week on the heels of all the FedEx Cup stuff. So I think it's a great sign that they got uh, some of these guys and – you know, then a bunch more are going to Malaysia next week. The following week is the HSBC in China. You'll see, you know, obviously a lot of players at those two tournaments. And, and uh, you know, all of a sudden you're going to see a bunch of names uh, high up there in FedEx Cup points, uh, you know, before the turn of the year, well, which is, I think, what the tour is looking for. Yep, and if, you, if you're a guy like, like Jimmy Johnson who wasn't already in the Masters, great chance to get in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure it hasn't sunk in for him yet. But you've also got Webb Simpson, um, Robert Garrigus, Kevin Nasso. Uh, yeah, I think I think um, going to be we're going to see a, a good event and Ryan Moore, the defending champion. So uh, lots lots of golf still still ahead of us. And as you said, um, you know, keeps uh, keeps it all on our on our radar for at least another month for sure before we uh, can really take a break and get ready for January. So. But uh, any any picks stand out for you this weekend, Bob? Well, I mean, I think Zach Johnson's a pretty easy one. Uh, uh, you know, he's, <clears throat> his game is in form. He just played in the President's Cup two weeks ago. He just won the BMW Championship last month, um, and he's the highest-rated player in the field. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that, uh, you know, he's a good as good a pick as any. Uh, you know, he's got a heck of a game and it's playing well here down towards the end and i'm guessing that carries over well i think it'll be a good good weekend for golf and vegas always a a fun fun spot to watch uh watch a tournament so we appreciate it bob herrig espn.com check him out online and uh bob we appreciate your time as always oh canada i'm picking graham delette all right that's my pick and i'm gonna go with webb simpson the kid from canada there we go Hey, you're listening to the Golf Insider 740 The Game. We've got lots more coming up. Stay with us. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, that's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. 
in a tree. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor Sammy. You know, I wonder how the tree, how did the tree feel like getting cardboard nailed up on you? You know, because the tree would have been like, hey, man, this feels like my cousin. I think I know this cardboard box from back in the day. Hold on, is this Tim? Tim, please. Ah. Recycled. Yeah, it hasn't lived a good life. Uh, yeah. How about the streaker? Who cares about the squirrel? What about the streaker? Yeah, but it wasn't the full Monty. Ah, would she have pasties? (laughs) No, she didn't have pasties, but a thong, though. So it kind of, which is, that's all right. But it wasn't. Eh. I, I I tell you, Michael. I said I can't believe I didn't think of this. You know, I mean, I, you know, you, you never you never see females streaking. And I mean, let's face it. Who? What guy wants to see a guy, particularly one that's never been in the gym and you know <laughs> mostly eats white powder donuts <laughs> and has Did never you seen see the, the sun? Freddie Couples face when the streaker ran by. He wasn't impressed. No, I I got that. He uh, looked a That's little. Thinking. If you're going to take your clothes off in front of the golfing world, and that golfing world includes the PGA Tours, captain of the President's Cup, and what most consider the George Clooney of the tour. Yes, thank you. Like, you better be. You better be a nine or a ten. You know what I mean? You better, you better stop traffic. Don't, if you're gonna get naked and run on a golf course, don't cut across the golf cart that might hit you. You oh. better be able to stop that traffic. And then I just live in, and in golf, the streakers are just kind of, it's not the same as in the, cause what if you, that's the thing about golf. You gotta be on the right, Look, you got to be at the right location. I almost said that the wrong way. <laughs> Which would have got everybody kicked off the air unintentionally. You got to be at the right location. You know, like you got to, not just on the tee box, but around the green, you know, because if you're on the wrong location, then when the streaker happens two fairways over, then you missed it. And if the streaker, what if the streaker does it on with the group that nobody's following? And then you're like, hey, did you see the streakers? No. Well, there was only four other people out there. So. And I want to know. Golf doesn't, unless you're doing it on 18 on Sunday of a, like, not even at a major, because, like, the Birdman was stupid, too. So it would have to be somewhere. You know where it would be? See, see, even even streakers don't know how to do it in golf. (laughs) That's what I mean. If you're going to streak, you do it at, like, TBC Scottsdale. Exactly. Seventeenth at the Players Championship. That's right. Where there's going to be a huge crowd. Like if a streaker jumped in and swam from 16 green to 17 green at TPC Sawgrass, or a streaker jumped out of the stands at the 16th at Scottsdale in the stadium. Oh, oh, Tim Finchin. Tim Finchin is just going to be loving you, Michael, for these suggestions. uh, Yeah, those are great ideas. (laughs) But thank you. The marketing guru here is taking notes. (laughs) He should have never canceled the caddy races in Scottsdale. That's what got my ire up. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, see. I love that. I I don't know that we've had a chance to ask you about that. I mean, uh, come on. Were they totally losing their sense of humor? Yes, basically. They did. They really lost their not only their sense of humor, but then their their quote unquote reasoning, which I call excuse for why they did it. Um, they actually kind of threw themselves under the bus when they came out and said, you know, we we were worried about the caddy's health, really, because what you offer a caddy as far as a stipend for health benefits would not. Let me repeat this: would not pay for one month of health insurance for a caddy that was married and had two kids. 
So are you really concerned about a caddy's health? And, oh, yeah, those bibs that you make caddies wear, you know how much caddies get paid for wearing them? The advertisement? Awful quiet over Not here. Do you, hear the, do you hear the crickets? Do you, you hear, hear the crickets? Where are the crickets? Yeah, so he opened up a little can of worms by doing that because, it's you know, it's enough. You can't treat people like employees that are not your employees. Wow, this guy Caddies sounds like the uh, by players. He's a former so PGA Tour caddy standing up for his 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 tribe. My brethren. Yeah. yeah, I'm standing up for my brethren. That's right. Just, there are some things where you just say enough is enough. You know, when when you start treating someone like an employee that you don't employ or you don't pay, there's going to come a point when you try and push them down too much and they push back. And then when they push back, you're going to be mad that you were pushing so hard. And that's kind of what's going to happen. So now, it is an interesting dynamic, the caddy player relationship, and uh, it's 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 one that's been around forever. And you know, it is a twosome going. You know, I mean, just two people there in that group, and it's you know, it's really interesting what could happen here with you know. And it's any, changed so much over yeah. the years too. There, you know, the old saying back in the early '70s, even through the early '80s, was you know, show up, stand up, and shut up. And that was it. Caddies were a, 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 a group of guys that, you know, definitely wasn't, weren't getting invited over to most people's family Thanksgivings. And, but and, now, caddying is a business. Absolutely. I mean, you got to understand that the guy who caddied at the PGA Championship and one who was caddying for Jason Duffner, 10% of a million dollars is $100,000. And that's what caddies get for a win. Not for, not for everything, but for a win. So those guys that caddy for the top players, the top, you know, 30 or 40 guys in the world, they're making a pretty good coin for the year. You know, most of them have financial guys that work for them. They're not drug addicts and drunks like used to be in the past where guys were making $25 a day and sleeping in a bush or, you know, where there was five caddies to a room and whatnot. Now with Priceline and whatnot, caddies. People also forget have to pay all their own way. Michael's so, really giving up the code tonight, man. You got that's the code. You can't break that. No, man, I'm not giving you any. No, I like. I, this is the thing about independent contractors. I don't know what said, said caddy makes. I don't know exactly how much another caddy makes. I only know what the agreement that I have with my player. So every caddy could be making a different amount of money from a player. Some caddies would make a thousand a week. And then they would negotiate 10% for a win, 7% for a top 10, and 5% for everything else. Other caddies will say, look, I'll take 1200 a week, but you give me 10% for a win, only 6% for a top 10, or 6% across the board for everything else. Some dudes will say, hey, I want 1500 a week, 10, 8, 6. But we can go start low, and once we hit a million dollars for the year, once we have a million dollars earned, or once we have, you know, 500 FedEx Cup points or enough that we know we're going to get into the playoffs, then let's build in a bonus. But each caddy independently negotiates that with a player, which is why it's funny when the tour comes in and says, you know, you have to wear these color shorts, you can't wear these color shoes, you have to wear this bib. If my player is like, wear this hat, wear these shorts and these shoes, guess what I'm going to do? And if the tour is like, you can't wear them, I'm stop. don't ask me. What are you talking to me for? Talk to the CEO, and that's the dude swinging the club. Yeah, this could, this conversation is great. Let's uh, can we have you back, please? Because this is a conversation that you know doesn't get around a whole lot. It's very, it's uh, you know, it's uh, nobody talks about it. We really, yeah, you know, and it's really cool yeah, that. Uh, and I like you because most people just think 
that, you know, caddies are like the guys in the 70s, that all we do is carry the golf clubs, but it's not. Oh, no it's way. A, it's a, such a symbiotic relationship between a caddy and a player. And for like for me as a caddy, I can't caddy the same way for one guy that I caddy for another because each guy needs something different out of his caddy. Absolutely. That's what caddies earn their money. Absolutely. I mean, a case in point, look at Stevie Williams, you know, caddying for Tiger Woods and then, you know, becoming Adam Scott's caddy. Look what he's done for Adam yep. Scott. You know, having Adam, that, that. And the best part is that Adam acknowledges the fact of what Stevie brought to the table. Absolutely. And even when Stevie and, caddy, and, and Tiger broke up, Tiger said how much Stevie meant. But guess what? Steve doesn't caddy the same way for Ty- for Adam that he did for Tiger. He's not going to say the same things to Adam that he did to Tiger because it's going to take something different to motivate Adam than it did for Tiger. That's what makes Bones so good. Bones is one of the guys that I said be- belongs in the Caddy Hall of Fame. And that's another thing. For there not to be a caddy in the in the Golf Hall of Fame, the World Golf Hall of Fame, not the Player Hall of Fame. Bob Hope's in there. He never played on the PGA Tour. There are clubs in there. For there not to be a professional caddy in the World Golf Hall of Fame is a stain on the uh, game. we got to bring him back. We, you know, yeah, dude, a- a- absolutely. Unbelievable. Absolutely, Michael. I totally agree with you. And, I um, <clears throat> and I think a lot of people also, you know, wonder, wonder how it works with the caddies, wonder how that, you know, how they do get paid, how they do the different deals. And, uh, this is, this is a great conversation. And, and, uh, we, 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 I love it. Absolutely want to, want to have you back. Anytime, anytime. You know, I'm home for a while now. You know, since I didn't get that trip to Bermuda. That's right. <laughs> All right, so uh, we'll we'll make sure to get you back. Michael okay. Collins, ESPN.com. Check him out. He's got some of the best golf stuff in the business. ESPN.com. You're listening to the Golf Insider 740. The game. We'll be right back. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so I got good eyesight, I'll be all right. I got my dentures shining bright. I got a deaf right ear for those golf carts I can steer well. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4, wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk. And we've got one of our favorites on the line because it's Q-School time for the web.com, Rich B. You know, Q-School went away for the tour, but there are guys that are trying to get on the web.com just like, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Space Coast is going to be here in town. Their guys are going to be playing on that tour, trying to get more experience, trying to take it to the next level. And our man Jeff Shane from PGAtour.com on the line to give us the lowdown. Hey, Jeff. How are you doing? Doing awesome. So um, the web.com, Q School, what should we be uh who should we be paying attention to, watching? What's what's going on? Well, I, I, I think it, when we really think about the the way the new Q school is, it's really not all that different than the old Q school, with the exception of the destination. The twenty five guys that would have gone to the PGA Tour are, are now still going to play for a pretty good amount of money on the web dot com and. 
maybe are just one year separated from from getting to the PGA Tour. Uh, I think really other than that, it it really hasn't changed. And, of course, at at this point in the – at this point in the qualifying, because this is stage one and this is anybody with, uh, uh, you know, a few hundred bucks to uh, take a shot at a dream, uh, enters in. So you get a lot of guys that um, played on mini tours, uh, might have been college stars. There's a name that, that I just ran across, Ken Looper, um, who uh, has spent a lot of time on the um, the Hooters tour and the e-golf tour and the reason he jumped out at me is because he was a Monday qualifier in New Orleans that actually got himself into contention uh, going into the weekend and uh, not many Monday qualifiers get that far especially if you've come from the mini tours and uh, how about this Brooks Kopka who uh, has yes. you know just blazed on the scene here over the weekend at the fries.com well, I think for, for those that only watch the PGA Tour, yeah, he's come out of nowhere. Um, however, my previous stop before coming to Orlando was in South Florida, and the kid is from the Boca Raton area. I've uh, seen him off and on since uh, since his junior days, and he's always been pretty talented, and uh, you know, he's talented enough to get himself a scholarship to play golf at Florida State, and all of a sudden looks like Florida State's not a bad place to turn out some golfers because not only is Kupka from Florida State, but Jonas Blixt has won twice on the PGA Tour. Uh, it's just that when Kupka went to qualify, uh, go through Q school, he got stymied at second stage, a lot like Jordan Spieth did. Uh, and, uh, in fact, a lot of guys get stymied at second stage. It's a hard stage to get through. Uh, but Kupka had uh, some contacts and some invitations to go try playing on the Challenge Tour in Europe, which is really the equivalent of our web.com tour, decided that would be better than playing on the Hooters Tour or the e-golf tour, and uh, while filling up his passport, has started to fill in some of the holes in his game. I really don't think he's that far from getting a PGA Tour card, probably through non-member winnings later in the year. Well, we've just got about a minute and a half, Jeff. Um, I know you wrote a, a piece about all the rain that they had out in Vegas uh, at this week's TPC <laughs> Summerlin. You don't think about rain this time of year in in Las Vegas, that's for sure. But uh, it, it they really had they had some issues to deal with. They they got uh, just a tremendous amount. What five inches or something like that? Well, actually, this is one of those things where you and I, living in Florida, think an inch of rain in a day, that's that's Florida. Well, an inch of rain in a day in Las Vegas is one-fourth of what you get over the course of an entire year. They average 4.2 inches of rain per year, and I looked this up Yeah, <laughs> in Las Vegas. So to get an inch of rain really was detrimental to the greens out at TPC Summerlin. And they had to replace sections of greens that, uh, wow. because of not only that rain, but some, uh, but, but, but some, uh, just rainy weather the next couple of weeks. The, the back half of August was drizzly for, uh, for Las Vegas, which they never see. Uh, the superintendent there told me it was, we were having Georgia-like weather, uh, which is fine except for the fact that the grass at TPC Summerlin is not meant to be uh, drenched. grass that grows <laughs> in, in humid weather. So 
it took a beating, and they had to they had to replace sections, and they had just enough time to get it replaced and smoothed over and get the seams taken care of before getting ready for this week's event. Well, the TPC Summer, and it's a great track. Um, who who are you uh, picking for uh, raising the trophy on Sunday, Jeff? Well, it's it, it's hard to gotta say be quick. Zach Johnson, okay, twenty Zach seconds. Johnson has not lost his touch. Since the FedEx Cup. I think, agree. So I'm going to go with him. Zach, it is. Thanks Graham for delay. listening. Grab the I'm going with Webb and uh, lots of golf this weekend. Thanks for listening. We love you. We're out of here.